welcome to the Focus on Customer Service podcast, presented by Social Media Today, where we talk to brands you know and love who are laser-focused on using social media to deliver amazing customer experiences. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dan Gingas and Dan Moriarty. Well, hello again, and welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Focus on Customer Service podcast. You know, lots of people are talking about content and marketing on social media, but we are here to focus on the other side of the social coin that many brands overlook, customer service. And I'm here once again with my friend and co-host, the other Dan, from the Dan and Dan Show, Dan Moriarty. Hey, Dan. How you doing, mate? I'm doing great. And Dan and I were just debating over which one of us has an accent, so feel free to chime in on that. I'm going to vote for British Dan. I vote American Dan. Fantastic. And uh, just a reminder for those of you um, who have heard before, or an introduction for those of you that haven't listened to us before, the difference for this podcast is that the guests that we bring onto the show are guests that have been nominated by you. So this is our third show. We're looking for more nominations, so let us know using the hashtag FOCS. Any brands that you think are doing a fantastic job in the social care space, let us know who they are, let us know why we should get them on, and we'll reach out to them and try to schedule them. Fantastic. And for those wondering, FOCS is supposed to be short for focus, like focus on customer service. It is not Fox, if that's what you're thinking. Anyway, today we are really, really excited. I promise at the end of this podcast, you are all going to be hungry because we are here with Joe Stupp, who is the head of social media at Chipotle Mexican Grill, where he has worked for 17 years, starting off actually as a restaurant manager. And he's based in Denver, Colorado. He is responsible, along with a team of four others, for all the social channels at Chipotle, as well as two other brands, Shop House Southeast Asian Kitchen and Pizzeria Locale. Chipotle was nominated to appear on the podcast by Chad Mitchell, who is at CMMitchell4 on Twitter, and he lives in Arkansas. He called Chipotle's response time amazing during a recent SMT Live webinar. So please welcome to the show, Joe Stupp. Hello. <laughs> How are you guys? Dan and Dan. We are We're great. Good, Thank uh, you so much for joining us today. Yeah, happy to be here. We should Sorry align on an answer for that question, Dan, so we can say it at the same time. Fantastic. <laughs> Just to be super creepy. I like it. I like it. Kind of the <laughs> verb effect. Well, listen, Joe, let's jump straight into it. So the first thing that jumps out to me is obviously 17 years at Chipotle and starting your journey as a restaurant manager to now head of social. Can you quickly tell us how do you make that journey and do you enjoy the original job or your new job more? I don't know. I think I loved all the jobs that I've held along the way, but I think this one's great too. Yeah, I mean, a long time ago, I started with the very first restaurant that we have at Chipotle. And since then, we've grown to, what, 1,800 restaurants or something like that. So it's been a, an incredible journey. Um, I actually left for a couple of years and then came back and did restaurant management again. Then I was an area manager for a little while, which means multiple restaurants. And then I started up our customer service department, which at that time was, and actually still is now, kind of mostly focused on just our website. And then social media sort of came along and there wasn't social media at the time and fell into our laps. And I decided I was really interested in tackling that too. So I've been doing that ever since. And so how long ago is that? How long have you guys been addressing social customer care? Oh, gosh. I would say maybe 2009. Wow, I can't, okay. I can't remember exactly, but at one point, Facebook came up to us and consolidated a bunch of fan pages and said, hey, do you guys uh, want to do anything with this? And it was a whole bunch of pre-assembled fans, and we were like, 
gosh, I guess we should do something with that. <laughs> at, at the time, we didn't have a plan for social media in any way whatsoever. And so it just kind of fell into our laps and we were like, yep, I guess we're good to go. We'll do this. And we started our uh, Twitter account at the same time, too. It's always good when the fans can provide the direction. Generally, <laughs> generally you know, you're going, you're headed in the right direction. Then. Exactly. Well, and, you know, it was a good idea for Facebook to kind of get those all together and kind of present them to us so that we could bring some guidance to it. So it was nice. It'd be nice for them to do that again now. Yeah, <laughs> very true. <laughs> so, Joe, especially as a restaurant, which is it's a really interesting industry to think about, how would you describe Chipotle's philosophy towards customer service? I think it kind of developed, and we're a little bit odd in this respect, I think. We sort of developed obviously straight out of our customer service group. And at that time, the customer service group that I was running had a particular responsibility, desire to respond to every single thing that came into our website. At one point in our history, we kind of thought, gosh, we're getting to be a really big company and no one really has a voice that can talk to all these people one-on-one -on -one anymore. And we didn't want to become this really gigantic company that no one heard from or, you know, that just had sort of generic replies to everybody. So at that time, we developed that kind of customer service approach where we were really talking to people. Um, and it wasn't just about customer service. It was about communication. And I don't, I don't want to use the term engagement because everyone uses that term. It was really a conversation. And that was kind of how we wanted to continue moving with that sort of things for the future. And that's kind of influenced what we do in social currently. And we definitely talk to everybody individually all the time. And that's been kind of our philosophy. So we don't really view it as necessarily customer service necessarily, but more like we're just conversing with people. What was the original website, Joe? Was it, was it a forum or were people sending emails in to talk to you? Yeah, it's still kind of like that too. The Chipotle.com site has a place where you can email in and we get hundreds of people writing us a day. What kinds of questions are they asking? Just out of interest. You name it. Everything. It's kind of similar to what we get on social. You know, we get questions about what kind of oil do you use in your rice? What kind of toilet paper do you use in your bathrooms? How is your chicken cooked? Where does it come from? That sort of stuff. All kinds of questions. Not just about customer experiences, but about anything. Sorry, the toilet paper question was a real example. Yeah. <laughs> we, get, <laughs> we get lots of weird ones, for sure. And that's what? okay. It's kind of fun. I've what's been your, we'll what's been your red Skittles are in a Skittles box, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and do you answer those? Absolutely. I don't often know the right answer to them, but we usually answer them for sure. Just make it up. Yeah, maybe. Or we go buy a box of Skittles and count them. It depends on, what the, <laughs> depends on how much time we have that day. Make a little video of yourselves counting. Right. <laughs> exactly. What's been the weirdest request or question you've had come in over the years? The weirdest one. I would have to say the weirdest one was somebody commenting about the viscosity of the hand soap in the men's room. <laughs> How did you respond to that? Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? I, I think I was just kind of flabbergasted by the question and said we'd have to look into it or something like that. I don't think I responded with anything particularly humorous. Yeah. Well, this is what I think is amazing about social customer conversations, as you say, maybe rather than service, is you can have some of those conversations that they're never going to call about, but it kind of feels customer service-y in the nature of it. Absolutely. Just out of interest. So obviously, as we cross that bridge between 
social customer care and social customer conversations, as you put it, you move more towards a marketing team rather than a service team. Yeah. So just out of interest, inside Chipotle, where do you sit? Are you, are you a, do you consider yourself marketing? Do you consider yourself service? I think we're probably both kind of an unusual group in that respect. The me, myself, and the other people on our team do a lot of both marketing and customer service. But we're technically and firmly in the marketing department here at our company. But we do definitely engage in, I don't know, I'd say maybe 50% of our time in customer conversation service mode as well. But you do, you report up through a CMI? Yep, absolutely. Okay. And inside your team, do you have full service social? So you're looking at the brand channels in terms of how you run them and publish them as well as the care piece, the conversation piece? We do not have individuals that just do customer service currently. However, we're looking at at changing that for the future. Right now, it's it's all of us do each of those things. Oh, wow. Okay. So how do you decide when something comes in? How do you decide who takes it? Or is it just kind of first one to see it jumps in? It's actually based on time. So, for example, our guy in the UK, James, he watches all the UK channels and the US channels late at night. And when his shift ends, then Rusty picks it up in the morning and moves through the day and we kind of trade off throughout the day. So I will generally close at the end of the night. I was going to say, I noticed a lot of comments on your Twitter page that were signed from Joe, and I was assuming that had to be you. That is me. Yes, correct. There's only, there's only one Joe. <laughs> Excellent. So, hey, when Chad Mitchell on Twitter nominated Chipotle, he referred to your response time as amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about response time, what kind of goals you have around it, and, and how do you accomplish an amazing response time? I think a lot of brands would like to know. I don't know. I think we're kind of obsessive compulsive people. I think that's what it is. So when we see something come in, we respond to it right away. But that's always been one of our tenants as far as what we do is trying to respond to folks as fast as we possibly can when things are going on. So we see something new coming in and we respond to it. And I don't I think that is our overall goal to be responsive to our customers, but we don't have a necessarily a particular way that we do it. I think it just kind of comes naturally to us. Is there any certain, do you have any specific goal around it, any numerical goal? I want to answer everything in 15 minutes or anything like that? Nope. We have, we have zero goals around it. I think it's just the motivation of our people that does that. It's natural for them. I must have hired the right people, I guess. <laughs> that always makes it easier. Accidentally, of course. Do you track response time then? Even if it's not a goal, do you keep an eye on it? Or is, that, is it not really something you're overly concerned about? We do not track it. We do not keep an eye on it. Um, it is just something that we do. Every once in a while, we hear about it in a newspaper or something that says we've got this incredible response time, but we actually don't track it. So it doesn't bother us one way or the other. That's awesome. You guys are amazing by accident. Yeah, <laughs> completely. I guess that's a good thing, right? It's kind of like a burrito. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Just lucky, I guess, that our food is good. So, Joe, tell us a little bit about, you obviously have all these stores and you have lots of people having experiences at stores all over the country, all over the world. And tell us how you sort of manage questions about specific stores versus maybe brand questions. And I noticed that you often will refer people back to the local store manager. And so just wondering how that works and whether, you know, you're in a position to know that, say, the store on Fifth Avenue in Cleveland is having more problems than another one or that they have a staff that's more friendly than anybody else because they're getting more compliments. Do you guys look at any of that sort of stuff? 
We do. We communicate directly when we get a tweet or a post about our particular restaurant. We will send it to the people that are responsible for that restaurant in our operations group. And they will respond back to the restaurant and with the restaurant um, regarding the customer and whatever, if they want to contact the customer further and things like that. And there's usually a great deal of side conversations about what's going on with that particular restaurant per that comment. So if there was something about, say, you know, the restaurant closed at 930 instead of closing at 10 p.m., someone else is involved in that and determining why that happened. And then they're communicating with us about that. And so there is a great deal of people talking about those particular circumstances. Now, on our social side, we are not yet the best that we possibly could be on tracking those individual restaurants ourselves from our end, but our customer service department, which is also integrated with us on the website as well, they track the restaurants a lot more specifically because each person writing in will tag a particular restaurant as far as their comment and their concern was. That's not the same for us on social yet, but we're developing that system. So, Joe, what's your approach towards for the restaurants? Do you let them open Twitter handles for themselves, open Instagram handles, Facebook pages, or do you no. tend to try and just do that at the brand level and, and just yeah. have them just... Yeah, I mean, there are some companies that, that do individual restaurants and things like that. We prefer to centralize all of that so that we can have one common voice of being able to speak to folks about their concerns. It's easier for us to track as well, I think, in our view. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And the way that we have our restaurants set up, too, we don't necessarily want our restaurant managers sitting in the back office talking on social media. Rather, we'd, have, we'd prefer to have them out front handling customers in person. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. And then, and then we noticed in terms of simplicity and keeping things simple on social, we noticed that in contrast to a lot of brands now who have, say, two Twitter handles, one for social customer care and one for more of the social marketing side of things, we saw you guys have gone for one. And we're just wondering, what's the rationale behind that? Yeah, I think, again, this kind of references our philosophy in general overall as far as feeling like our customer is really somebody that we want to converse with rather than necessarily being customer service oriented and or marketing oriented. We want to talk to our folks and be talked at by from them rather than just treating them as say a bad experience or something like that versus a marketing experience. We, we like it all to be together and we like to be able to talk to our customers all together. So Joe, Obviously, a lot of people on social media like to post pictures of their food. That seems to be a, a trend on many different channels. And so I expect that you probably would see a lot of posts that involve pictures. And I'm interested to know how you feel about that, sort of how often there are pictures that you're really happy are posted on social versus pictures maybe you wish never made it to social. And does that play a, a role for you guys in the industry that you're in, whereas some other industries, maybe the photo element doesn't come up as often? Yeah, I think on, on Twitter, we get all kinds of pictures all the time for people's food or for people's experiences or for a uh, waiting in line or pulling up next to a restaurant or seeing somebody famous. I think it's a great thing that we get on our Twitter account for sure all the time. So we, we love pictures. I think it's a great thing. Occasionally, of course, you'll get some that are not so great, but that's okay too. That's all part of the game. And do you ever use pictures in responses? I guess rarely, but from time to time, sure. 
I'm, I'm sometimes we'll even use videos and responses, I guess, too. Nice. So one of the things that we are trying to accomplish on this podcast is to have people learn from experts in the field, especially companies that are maybe just starting up their social care area. I'm wondering if you have any advice for our listeners who are trying to build a social team on what they should do first, where they should begin, and what kinds of things they should be mindful of? Well, those are all good questions. I think that people really have to be careful that they know their business inside and out. You know, I think that one of the most important things with what we do for social here is that a lot of our people have worked with our Chipotle company for years on the inside. So we don't have, for example, agency people that are responding to our customers. We have people that know our food and our restaurants intimately and are able to respond to those customers in a level of depth and detail that I don't think that other companies can do quite as well as we can. Well, I'm sure there are other companies that do it as well, but I think that is certainly a strong point for us. And I think it's a great thing that we do it that way. I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I think it's very important for other companies that are starting something like that to really consider how deep they want to be in their customer conversations. And I think that's something that we want to be, and that's where we want to go. And I think that's a super high priority for us, probably the highest. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. And I, I love your guys' focus of calling it customer conversations. I think that's a really smart way to do it for a brand like yours. I was just wondering, on top of kind of the advice you would give to others, just wondering what do you see as the kind of the next year for Chipotle from a customer conversation perspective? How do you see it being different from what you're doing today? I think it's... For us, it's a more of a question of scalability. I don't know how much, you know, just five or six people can handle those in-depth conversations with everybody all the time. We do want to continue talking to folks as in-depth and quickly as we can, but how we scale that for the future in order to integrate not only this customer conversation mode, but also our marketing stuff and be able to kind of do it on a grander scale with more and more customers and followers and different channels and things like that. Mm -hmm. So we're expanding and we're going to continue to expand and how do we continue to do that better? So we need to figure out how to reorganize our group a little bit in order to be most effective at that. And it might just be hiring more people, Yeah. but certainly there's some of that. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to end up, but I think that's kind of the direction that we're going. We want to make sure that we figure out how to scale it. Yeah, and I think that's always the challenge is as new platforms keep coming out, you can't just keep adding people at the same rate. Right. So how do you, how do you scale it up? And, and just out of interest, what platforms do you think, let's say staffing wasn't an issue, what platform would you get on tomorrow that you're not on today to start looking at, what, at how to have conversations with guests? I'm not sure I follow. Like what other channel? Yeah, yeah. So if, if, if staffing wasn't an issue, would you jump on Snapchat? Would you jump on Meerkat? Would you jump on Instagram? Where aren't you currently that you would like to have coverage? We're already on Snapchat, too. We haven't done much with Periscope yet, and we're, we want to do more with it, definitely. And, and what have you done on Snapchat? How have you had conversations with guests there? We don't really have conversations. It's more of a marketing platform for gotcha. us. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly where the other channels are that we're not on yet that we're not doing well with. So I should probably think about that one, definitely. I don't know. <laughs> Just in case you get offered more headcount tomorrow. <laughs> we are talking with Joe Stupp, who is the head of social media at Chipotle Mexican Grill. And you can find him at Joe Stupp, that's J-O-E-S-T-U-P-P -P, on Twitter. 
And just as a reminder to all of our listeners, we do have a hashtag for the Focus on Customer Service podcast. It is hashtag F-O-C-S. We'd love for you to use that hashtag to ask questions for Joe or for either of the Dans, and also to nominate other brands to appear on future episodes of the podcast. I want to finish up with Joe about how you handle social media personally and what do you like to tweet about? How often are you tweeting about things that are related to your job versus just your personal life? Well, that's funny. I'm kind of a job nerd. I've been at Chipotle for so many years that my job is kind of my life sometimes too. So I tweet about a lot of stuff that I work that I tweet about at work as well. So that's, which is kind of funny. Now that I kind of self-examined myself as far as my own Twitter feed, I probably would like to tweet more about things like Byzantine history or the, or travel or the Middle East, but I don't do enough of that to, uh, I don't do enough of that on my own Twitter channel, even though I do enough of that personally. So that's kind of funny though. It made me reflect on what I do on my own uh, Twitter account for sure. Well, for all those that are interested in Byzantine history, you should follow Joe Stupp and watch this space for additional interesting posts. Well, see, I don't do that yet. So, I mean, but uh, I know it. You you sounded like you were going to uh, consider. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Joe, thanks so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate you being here. And I should have mentioned also that uh, people can check out Chipotle at Chipotle Tweets on Twitter, and they're also on Facebook and Snapchat and probably everywhere else. And certainly there are enough stores that you can just get in your car and go drive and have a burrito yourself. So thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate it. And we also appreciate all of you listeners for staying with us through Episode 3 and promise there will be an Episode 4. We look forward to that as well. This has been Focus on Customer Service Podcast, hashtag F-O-C-S. And with that, we will see you next time. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for listening to the Focus on Customer Service podcast presented by Social Media Today. Be sure to tweet your thoughts and nominations for other brands to be featured using hashtag FOCS. And follow Dan and Dan on Twitter at DGingus and at I am Dan Moriarty. See you next time.